Welcome, everybody, to the first ever Quid Prog Quo episode. This podcast essentially is me subjecting my friends to progressive rock and prog music. Uh, This is the first episode, so welcome. Uh, In this episode, I'll be talking with my long-term friend, Stephanie. Uh, She is getting me to listen to Mariana's Trench. I'm getting her to listen to... King Crimson's In the Court of the Crimson King. The audio we're still kind of working on because we essentially just recorded it off of uh, Zoom. So it's still kind of a work in progress. So yeah, bear with us as we kind of figure this whole endeavor out. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we we are actively recording now. I hope. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. You hope. Well, it says recorded in a little corner. So. Okay. Yeah. And I've got that there. Okay. So technically this is going to be our first podcast. Technically I'm a guest on your podcast. <laughs> That's true. We want to really make sure that, I mean, I hope <laughs> you'll be a recurring guest because I feel like out of all uh, friends, you're the one who a will put up with my music more but B, and I think more importantly, want to subject me to your music. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been putting up with your music for 15 years. So I think I could deal with it. Like, literally, I remember driving in your, like, your mom's van and you're putting on music. And I'm just like, I guess this is what I have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to get a ride to the movies, I guess this is what I have yeah, to put up with. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, for those of you that don't know me and showing up, I guess, to the first podcast, um, I'm Nobody Michael. Will. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just going to be us listening to it or who else I get to finagle into this. Um, I run a YouTube show called Notes Reviews where I predominantly listen to progressive rock. Um, and so uh, because now I found myself unemployed and I've gone full board like Howard Hughes and I've got all these ideas of what I want to do now with my free time. in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing like Kleenex boxes for shoes, you know. It's, it's what you do in this new world. Um, I decided to convert like coerce some of my friends into listening to some of my music and then have them get me to listen to music. So um, and Stephanie, how do I know you? uh grade 10 for me <laughs> grade 9 for you yeah we somehow just started hanging out <laughs> i think because we lived in the same direction that our high yeah. school was we in. walked home in the <laughs> just, same way and i'm like bye yeah it was just like oh we're walking together now okay i guess that's cool yeah we'll just do this for the next three years <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> And then what, a 15 going on 20 year friendship has been born? Yeah, if you think about it, if I, I met you and I was 15, yep. it's over 15 years. Yep. Oh shit, I'm old. Yeah, you've <laughs> known, which means you've known me for more than half your life. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I have. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, either we're doing something very right or very wrong. Um, <laughs> Let's go with the right. Let's go with the right. Okay, okay. So... 
I know what kind of music that I'm going to be subjecting all my friends to. It's like deep prog, progressive rock, all that kind of fun stuff. But I want to be subjected to whatever it is that my friends like, just to kind of balance off the equation. So I think you wanted me to listen to Mariana's Trench. Yeah, it's because... I don't know. I enjoy them. I'm in a Mariana's Trench kick right now, so I've been re-listening to their albums. And I know you randomly like Carly Rae Jepsen. And I know the lead and the lead singer of Mariana's Trench actually wrote Call Me Call Me Maybe. He did? Yes, he did. (laughs) So this is the tiniest little connection. Right, right. Singer you like. A little crossover, (laughs) right? Well, I mean this wouldn't this wouldn't be my first endeavor in Mariana's Trench either. Like I listened to what was that concept album that they did? Um Um, was it ever no, that, yeah, they, strangely enough, most of their new albums, I find, are semi-concept albums. Okay. Like, they did Masterpiece Theater, that was their second album, that's, that's a loose concept album, okay. Ever After is, like, they're really heavy, it's a story, Okay, so like yeah, that. I definitely listened story. to that yeah. one, because I remember there being, like, yeah. a story throughout it, and yeah, that would be Ever After at the time was just like, oh, if you like concept albums, listen to this, and I'm like, I like certain concept albums it's Uh, still a good concept album it's good i can't remember the story to save my life but um something to do with like a toy story land yeah (laughs) but anyway i listened to that and i'm like okay cool next like i did the whole uh ariana grande thank you next um yeah does that, that mean I need to pick a new album if you've already listened to Marianne Strange? No, 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 no. What was, uh, you wanted me to listen to Phantoms? That was their newest one, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll listen to Phantoms. Like, I've only, like I said, I gave it one spin, and that was four or five years ago. So yeah. I am fine to listen to, like, it. it's not that I don't like it. It's like, I'll, uh, I can put up with it, if you know what I mean. Well, it's the same with me in Prague. It's like I'm yeah, never gonna yeah. go act. I'm never gonna go actively searching for it. If you're not, it's you're on, not gonna go I'm, hard. You're not gonna go hard for the. No, prog. no, I'm not gonna actively search for it. If somebody puts it on, I'm like, yeah, I guess I can listen to this. But I'm never gonna be like, this is my jam. Never. <laughs> this was made for me. This is the voice no of my generation. <laughs> no, this is not. That's not for me. Thank you. Okay. Okay, because I'm gonna I'm starting you off with I don't I don't know if I've ever played this for you. This is like the starting point for my a lot of Prague, which is uh, King Crimson's first album in the Court of the Crimson King. I know enough about it because I'm pretty sure I've heard it when I've been <laughs> hanging out with you, but I've never Strasma. actually like sat down and listened to all the music. Like the I know the one song from King Crimson that I think you gave me a mixtape in high school. <laughs> yes, that and it was... had. It had what's the one? Happy, blah 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 blah. It's what's the title of that freaking song? I'm very excited to see how you can. Um, yeah, it's happy with what you have to be happy with. Yeah, like I like that song because it's like not upbeat because mm, it's prog, but <laughs> <laughs> it, prog can be very okay. The next time I have you on the show, I want to have like the biggest upbeat like yes or i mean i've been to what that one that haken concert with you one of their opening acts was really upbeat with like a like a trumpet yeah that was um (laughs) thank you scientist yeah they were upbeat they were okay but again (laughs) not gonna actively go and search for them 
Okay. Okay. Well, I, I have a feeling I'll probably turn you off a little bit because this is pretty deep prog, but uh, um, it's also arguably maybe their most accessible album. It's definitely okay. their most popular one out of all of them. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that um, tells you something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the one that, like, if people know King Crimson, they know this album, right? Like, well, didn't they come out in, like, the 60s? Right, yeah, where right, everything was like dipping their toes into like psychedelic progressive rock. Like yeah. every song, I feel like from the sixties <laughs> was very like it was. Uh, yeah, it's leaning. It's leaning. Were, so it's like yeah. the sixties were very like experimental. Very like we want to see what we can do with music. But a lot of people credit this as being like the first quote unquote prog album, like the first progressive rock okay. album. Because well, people fancy. Yeah, because I mean, even like I don't know. In the in the sixties, right, you had bands like Iron Butterfly doing like Inagata De Vida and you had Procol Harum, uh, and you had like Uriah yep. Heep and they all did like they called it like proto prog. And even like the okay. Who had the whole like, Did they the actually whole... call it that then or did well, they call it? Well of course not. Now? Like pro- proto prog <laughs> is like before prog. So it's just like I feel like there's gonna be this movement called Frog, and we're before. So we're the- just gonna start off simple. <laughs> right? It's like having a movie and calling it the the prequel, right? So, yeah, before you even make anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. This is this is the Hobbit, right? So, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, a lot of people attribute this as being like the first prog album, but okay. So, we're gonna we're gonna go our separate ways. I'll listen to Mariana's Trench, and you'll listen to In the Court of the Crimson King. And uh, we'll reconvene Not. and talk about our experiences with those. Oh, joy. Oh, joy. So we'll see everybody back. I, I think, like, I mean, this is our first one, so we don't have any ads yet. But this is where I would say we'll see you after the ad break. And it'll probably just be me <laughs> advertising myself. You can, make an ad. you can make an ad for your YouTube channel. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm going to do. So after this ad for my YouTube channel, we will reconvene with our thoughts. Yeah. As we go into each other's separate rooms to listen to our respected albums, it's time for a little ad read. I don't have any uh, sponsors or adverts, so I'm just going to advertise myself, as Stephanie suggested that I should. Uh, If you're not following me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, it's all at Notes Reviews. So it's all kind of either one word or two, depending on the medium. Um, I have the YouTube channel, which is Notes Reviews, where I review progressive rock. Go check that out. And also check out my Patreon. Uh, My Patreon gives special rewards depending on what you donate. Most of them are tied in currently to my YouTube channel. But um, in the future, there will be special ones for this podcast. So go check out my Patreon. It's... um, notes uh, patreon slash notes reviews um and i've listed it on all of my youtube channels as well uh, so now let's let's go back and see what both of us feel about each other's albums So we are back after listening to both of our respected albums. Mm-hmm. Stephanie just finished listening to In the Court of the Crimson King. I just finished listening to Mariana Phantoms. Trench's <laughs> Phantoms. 
I apparently made like four pages of notes and you made none. No notes. They're all yeah. up here. I got like it's, each song has like a, a word or two or like yeah. what I thought about it. Yeah. So yeah, I've got one, two, it's three. all 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 the shit's oh. lumped together in my head. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um yeah, yeah. So Oh, who do we want to talk about first? Um, let's just talk about Prague for a scene as it's the whole purpose of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, I, like I said, you, this isn't your first foray into Prague. Uh, no. But I think this might be one of the first times I've forced you to just sit down and do nothing but listen to an album. Yeah, because usually when I hang out and we actually do it, it's like we're doing something else. Yeah, so it's what did you... in the background. With the um, full intense purpose of talking about the album, what did you think about it? In general, it's a good album. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but like, good. I feel like let's just stop so there. It, That's it's a good album. <laughs> no, but I feel like I feel like it's what a forty-minute album. Yeah, about that. Thirty to twenty minutes could have just been like chopped. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? It's all perfect. No, it's not. It's literally like <laughs> lyrics are decent. Yeah. The singing is decent. Good old but red then, light, yeah. Oh, what song is it? The song I hated the most was I think Moonchild. <laughs> I'm just like it was literally what like four minutes of them singing and yeah. then it was just them practicing on their instruments. <laughs> I I specifically chose this album. For Moonchild, I, I <laughs> it's literally them. They're like, okay, we'll make a song. Oh shit, we still have time. Let's just let's just play on our instruments. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, it's literally what they sounded like. I'm like, let me warm up. Oh yeah, I hit a drum a couple times. It's Nothing. Very, it's works. Impressionistic. <laughs> it's very absolute. If I want, okay. If I wanted to listen to jazz, I would listen to jazz. <laughs> I would not listen to this. <laughs> oh boy. That's literally what it felt like. Just jazz, but in the progressive rock kind right. of like umbrella. Right. Yeah. It but was, like yeah. The Court of the Crimson King, best song on that thing. I and other I agree. Otherwise I feel like to listen to this album, I need to be sad. <laughs> you need to be sad. Like, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, it's like, I feel sad right now. Let's put an album on. This one equals my emotions right now, which is sad. That's literally what it feels like. Well, yeah, I mean, what? Um, Epitaph and. Um, yeah. The other. Into the the, other... I talked to the wind. I talked to the wind was good. Yeah. Good lyrics. But again, you don't need songs that long. If you're only gonna like sing for like three minutes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. Well, I, I, I that know. is that is literally what I feel about. Like, but as I said, in general, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a decent album when they were singing and there were lyrics. Right. Otherwise, right. it was very much. I I could be listening to jazz right now or right. instrumental music. None of those, none of which are my favorite genre. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. We've been over yeah. Um So you said that In the Court of the Crimson King was your favorite track, like the, title, yeah. the last track. Um, what set that track apart from all the other ones? It was upbeat. <laughs> 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 
faster. Compared to, compared to I Talk to the Wind, which is like very slow, very, mm-hmm. not quiet, but you know, where right. it's like, qu- like quieter, it's slow, and it's just like, I'm extra sad. This one, Court of the Crimson King, was just like, oh, hey, here's a random story about some like king who is an allegory to like a devil. <laughs> and all these people working in his court yeah. it's like upbeatish right this, okay yeah and it's like there's actually like lyrics throughout the majority of the song until you get to the seven minute mark and you're like oh yes the song's over and you're like nope you got three more minutes left. <laughs> well and yeah it's just like every, every once in a while you just hear like a guitar like you know, a chord was struck or like a random triangle in the background. It's like, what's the point of these three minutes? Uh, if you could just cut the song off when it ends. It's, it's, it's the, the grand finale. It's the, of the like the, a triangle. Literally. <laughs> it's the beginning <laughs> notes of the buildup. Um, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, well, that's another thing. It starts weird, too. Not starts. Like, the whole album, it's like, it sounds like a train. I'm like, why do I need this? Why do I need, like, a minute of weird noises? <laughs> yeah, because, like, you said that this one, what, in The Court of the Crimson King was the most upbeat one, but I always yeah. found, like, the beginning track of 21st Century Schizoid Man was, like, Okay, that one, that one. big, I, I didn't happy... forget about it, but I'm just like, it was okay. And it doesn't sound happy. It just sounds like something's mad. Okay. And then you can't understand half the lyrics, and then it goes into random music again. So it's basically <laughs> from what this album sounds like. It's mm-hmm. like I'm mad. Yeah. Oh shit! Now I'm sad. Right. And now I'm still sad, uh-huh. but I'm gonna play a lot of music about it. Right. And then and then what's was oh and then yeah. So there's like first ones I'm mad, the next two I'm really sad, and then Moonchild's just like I feel like just <laughs> I'm cathartic. all my emotions, <laughs> and then the core of the up. Crimson King is like great. Let's go back to the top. Oh jeez, yeah, because yeah, and it's interesting that you forgot about it. Uh, at least uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man, because like that one might be arguably their most well-known song. Like I, Kanye West actually sampled it in one of his songs. Oh, really? See, yeah. I feel like that song almost doesn't fit in with the rest of the album. I 100% agree. I always found like it was a little bit of a sore thumb for the album. Like, yeah, because it's basically you have like whatever effect they put on their voice. It's yeah. like scratchy and very in your face. And yeah. then, as I said, you can barely understand what they're saying and then again you know my ideas with the whole like instrumental mm-hmm. plucking mm-hmm. instruments yeah. so that's literally what that album is and then all of a sudden um i talk to the wind it starts off so slow which is like okay a complete 180 it of what is, the last song was it is and a very it almost, much yeah. yeah and then it almost builds back up to like court of the crimson king of yeah, like it, it is very much a bait and switch kind of an album because when I first listened to it back in high school, I remember my dad had the CD and I didn't, you know, this was back when you could rip yeah. albums onto your computer and whatnot. I deliberately left off the first track 
Oh. I just went straight into um, uh, I Talk to the Wind. Does uh, 30-year-old Michael hate 15-year-old Michael for that or, like, look down on him? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Like, I understand why, because as we were discussing, like, 21st Century Schizoid Man is such a, like, it's a good song. I didn't necessarily connect with it when I was younger, but it's kind of the odd one out of the whole discography, or at least the whole Disc. Yeah, it's a very much in your face kind of song. It where is. it's like this is we're gonna start off as loud as possible yeah. and like shock you or like get you into this false kind of mindset of what the album's gonna be. And then all of a sudden the next song you're like, okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if this album were a metaphor, it would be like uh 21st century schizoid man is the punch to the face. And then the rest of the album is feeling the pain and apologizing for it. Or it's like a big old breakup at the beginning and then uh, you got really sad and then you get back. Like, as I said, it, I sound like this go. album feels go. like I need to be sad to listen to it. But with the, the first one, 21st, six, whatever, it, it's very <laughs> in your face, which is like, let's take my metaphor where it's like a breakup and yeah. then you're sad all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. then you get back to the court of the Crimson King where you're like, okay, I can be a little more upbeat about this. I like can change. It's a little life isn't as shit as I thought it was. <laughs> it's literally, still, it's still it's still not good. But it's still not good. It's not as bad like, as I thought. My heart's it was. a little broken, but yeah. I can deal. Oh man! If you thought that this was a depressing, I need to introduce you to Stephen Wilson a little bit. More. I didn't say it was depressing. I didn't say it was oh, depressing. You just I have said to you be need sad. to. You have to be sad because okay. a lot of the songs are slow and quiet, I feel. And then every once in a while you get like a lar- loud instrument. But there's, I feel like, or I feel like I listened to the bloody thing. To me, <laughs> it was like, I felt like I needed to be in a quiet space and sad to like connect to this stuff. Because you know me and my music choices, oh, they're do. normally upbeat, mm-hmm. sing out loud, dance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the type of music I enjoy. Yeah. So this I, is like I need to sit <laughs> down and do like nothing and enjoy this. Maybe like I don't know, do some Sudoku. I don't right. know. <laughs> just <laughs> something somber, because that's what I do when I get sad. Just straight to the Sudoku. <laughs> Why not? Find <laughs> off of other things. Right, yeah. Focus on those numbers. Oh boy. But yeah. Well, I think I think that might be a really good segue into the album that you made me listen to. The uh, upbeat dancing music. The upbeat <laughs> dancing music. Uh, I made a whole bunch of notes. Of course you did. <laughs> it's, what, it's what you are. It's who you do. It's you what know? I do, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this album was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, a pop? <laughs> a pop, a pop. Pop album. <laughs> pop album. Yeah, lots of pop. Lots of pop and locking. Um, I, ma- <laughs> I made a whole bunch of notes. and they all Lay them on me, Michael. <laughs> it, it all just kind of came down to um, like the overall individual pieces of the tracks, right? Like I did enjoy how the album opened up with uh, Love the is it Love the Rich, I think it is. is it uh, no, El, El, that's it. El- Eleonora. Eleonora. I put Love the Rich Harmonies. That's why I'm like, Love the Rich. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> Wait, that's not a song. That's not a song. No. <laughs> Eat the Rich. Don't love them. No. Um, <laughs> love the Rich Harmonies in Eleonora. So, like, if I'm approaching this in like a progressive rock sense, you know, mm-hmm. the opening track sets the stage and I feel like this one set the stage very, very well. 
right into that second song of Only the Lonely Survive. Um, so how it opens up was very fun. Yeah. Now, without going like track by track by track, which I can do, but I'm not sure if that would make a great listening experience. Just an overall, like... Yeah, I, very, I found myself dancing a little bit in my seat because this is very yes! danceable. Yes, that is like the piece de resistance of there, pop music. You may oh, have never heard it before, yep. but you're like, oh, this is a very catchy tune. It's a very, there were a lot of very catchy um, items on here. Um, there are a few moments of what I have turned the slow-mo crescendo. <laughs> which, yeah. which it like, if this were a music video, this is when everything would slow down to a slow motion where everybody's yeah. kind of dancing and they would all go into slow mode. Yeah. And it like focuses in on like either the one couple that they're singing about or the lead singer. Um, there was one on Only the Lonely Survive, the second track. And yeah. I had another one on Your Ghost, which Your Ghost, I could see where that Carly Rae Jepsen feel comes from yeah because that one definitely felt like a carly ray jepson um i actually have written down in my notes go o oast with like three or four exclamation marks on it yeah i mean it was it was a fine album but like it's I find the one thing with pop music, unless it has like a really catchy hook, to me, it's very much like um, juicy fruit gum, you know, where Which you get is a- delicious. It, it is. <laughs> it's, I love juicy fruit gum. And so like, there's this blast of flavor for about a full minute. But then after that, it's just kind of like you're chewing on a rubber band. Like there's no flavor left over. Literally the same thing I could say about okay, you know how you say you don't like the fact that pop music is repetitive. I have said that, yes. You have said that to me to my face. I have said that, yes. <laughs> to me, I'm like, how is progressive rock any different? Because when I was listening to like Moonchild and I talked to the wind, they kept on repeating the same bloody lyrics over and over and over <laughs> again. Except and then they were like put like a couple bits of music and then they would go back to the exact same lyrics and just repeat it again. So it's, it's just a repeat. It's just their music is like less upbeat in your face <laughs> about it. I can see your point there. Yeah. I can see your point there. Like I, I, especially with some of the later progressive rock, like some of the kraut rock and uh, synth rock where it's basically just like the same motif just over and over and over again, for yeah. sure. Um, I don't have a very good answer for you because I'm not that <laughs> smart. No, I win, Darren. Discussion <laughs> over. <laughs> you, you got me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got me. But the thing um, is, I think yeah. the reason why I did pick this album, besides the fact that I was listening to it recently, is because the whole, it's not a concept album per se, but it does have an overlying um, kind of, whatever word I'm looking for, where every song is connected and they all have kind of the same basis yeah, or I like genre. That. Cause they're all about like 
breakups and like people leaving and ghosting and feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're all connected in a sense. Yeah, and I like I like the loose fitting metaphors um, that are throughout the album. Like I made a note at the end saying um, lots of drinking metaphors. Like yeah. there's the one song where was it where it's like when. Um, when I have enough drinks, uh, I'll be able to talk to you. Something like that. that uh, drink, yeah. drink away the honesty. Yeah. Uh, drink away from the honesty. Uh, from what song was that? The second song? First song? Third song? Echoes of You, I think. Uh, yeah, um, that is. No, don't mind it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. I did like the fact that, you know, compared. I don't want to like broad brush this because I'm learning not to do that. But like compared to many other pop songs, there was a lot of thought put into this album in terms of giving it a little bit more to think about instead of just yeah. well, let's make it happy go lucky and a danceable beat. Well, you have to realize that a lot of the times to be big in pop music you need to have those random high energy pop music that will do well on radio and clubs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it needs to be up and fast but then every once in a while there's like a tiny little gem on like a b-side where it's just like it's sad it has like a lot of thought to it it's just you never hear that unless you actually you know listen to the album Mm -hmm. um and actually pay attention to what's going on because otherwise it's all singles. It's all high. It's usually all high energy songs. Yeah. And what I also really appreciate from these guys is that there's attention brought for the album medium. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just a collection of singles that say like as much as I love Carly Rae Jepsen and I love Taylor Swift at the end of the day, that's what their albums are. Yeah. They're a collection of singles with maybe a loose idea connecting them yeah. all together but like at the end of the day they're all a collection of single singles these guys there's much more of an attention to the album as an art form yep. so it's you know about the same time that or like it's the same runtime of like those 70s albums so it's about 40 minutes so it yeah. gets fit on a record um but the songs do bleed into one another like mm-hmm. there's a couple tracks on here that like the the second last track of um, The Death of Me, which, mm-hmm. again, I wrote down, you don't deserve it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed that. Like, it was cheesy and over the top, but, like, yeah. I put down, you <laughs> But it does. But the thing is about stuff like that is that it's catchy, right? It is catchy. And then like, it, the next I time it comes it. up, yeah, the next yeah. time it comes up on a chorus or a verse, you automatically you know exactly what to sing with right oh 100 like i could sing along with these tracks the first time i listened to them right exactly which is the point that's what that that is literally the point yeah um but speaking about that last two tracks um that last track the second last track ended with this really nice orchestral movement uh that plays out and into the killing kind which is probably Mm -hmm. my favorite track off of the whole album i really like i mean it's it's like six minutes so right there um I also really like The Killing Kind. There's a lot of metaphors to like horror movies in that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there's a, the line of we all float down. We all here. float down here. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I wrote down was that there's a lot of buildups to a grand crescendo. And then instead of taking that energy 
that they put down, they drop it entirely and then build up something else. Yeah. I'm not sure if I like that because there was that one buildup. It is literally close to what progressive rock does. They it do, is. It is. And I do love a build up. They do a buildup and half the time you're like, oh, no, that's nothing. And then they do another <laughs> buildup. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I did. I did. <laughs> genuinely enjoy it and that one buildup that they did at the midpoint i was just like wow this is actually bringing some really fun energy like they got queen guitars starting it off and they brought some really good dynamics to it but Again, I felt like if they had stayed at that level for just maybe one or two verses before they dropped it entirely, I, I might have gotten into it a little bit more. Like, that's just where my head was going. Oh, it's um, okay. <laughs> I also wrote down the end is a little bit of a mess, but <laughs> that's just me. Again, I could say that about, <laughs> I know, like, 90% of all progressive rock music to me mm-hmm. because I'm like, the instrumental bits <laughs> are a mess because none of them are playing the same shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I mean, I love, and this is why I love talking to people who are listening to progressive rock for the first time. It's just like, everybody is told to play something completely different and maybe it'll make sense in the end. Yeah, I think like what? Like, uh, like what, two years ago, you had me on your YouTube channel. Yep, yep. And that was right after that Haken concert we went to. Yep. And I was literally saying it is like everybody in the band has been told to play a song in a certain key. So it all sounds like it's supposed to be, but then nobody is paying attention to anybody else and they're just doing their own thing. So then if you (laughs) are not paying attention, it literally sounds like people are just riffing on their own instruments with no like thought of anybody else. But because they're in the same key or in the same chord, they somehow don't sound like a cat walking on a piano. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, and this is one of the things that turns off a lot of people from Prague is like, it's how all the different instruments connect together. So to listen to one instrument and trying to piece together everything else upon first sitting might not necessarily make sense, but when you listen to it after knowing what each instrument is doing, it makes a little bit more sense, but it's, you can't just sit down and listen to it the first time. I know it sounds crazy, but. <laughs> I'd like, okay. I feel like you shouldn't have to analyze your music. Like if that's what you're into, great. But as a person who does enjoy listening to music, I don't want to have to sit down and mm-hmm. analyze what's going on and actually constant, like that sounds horrible. Like I don't want to concentrate on my music, but like, <laughs> don't make me think I want to feel, <laughs> but it's true. It's like, I throw on pretty much, let's just umbrella the pop industry. I throw on anything yeah. that's pop and mm-hmm. I don't have to be like, Oh wait, I really need to listen to this in total silence around me so I can actually get every little nuance of this song. I throw like 
again, I throw on like Marion's Trench. It's a it's a song. It's a it's a it's a good song, and automatically I feel like you know it's upbeat. I want to dance to it. I want to sing even though I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, but it's like I don't need to sit there and answer. I don't even have to know the lyrics. I don't even have to listen to the lyrics and yeah. know what they're about. But with pop music, you're just like it's good, it's nice. But with but with Prague, as you said, you need to like think about it and analyze. It. I'm like, but why would I want to do that if I'm in like I just want to enjoy music? Yeah, and I was just thinking like for for Mariana's Trench, for example, those extra things that they bring to the table, right? Like the connecting songs, the yeah. loose metaphors throughout. Those are the nice icing on the cake. Yeah, exactly. Where, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a nice icing where it's like, if you listen to the album for the first time, you're going to enjoy it no matter what. But then on the third or like even the fourth, you'll be like, oh, I didn't hear that lyric the first time. Or, yeah. oh, I didn't notice that that part of this song was also used in this song. Mm-hmm. So that's very, it's like little hidden Easter eggs versus yeah. like. Whereas with Prague, like those Easter eggs make up the whole, the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing. They're just, you're going down on a giant plate of frosting at that Yeah. <laughs> so that, it, 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 but you know, everybody has their own taste in music. And for me, I, I basically have music that's like from ABBA, to mm-hmm. Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. to the Muppets. It's like my. <laughs> well, it's I was all I was over. Almost surprised that you didn't get me to listen to ABBA this first episode. I thought about I it. I was so shocked that you're like, Mary, this was your chance. Yeah, this I know it was. Chance to, and I wouldn't I, have said I, no. I would have been like, well, I figured, that's I what figured she start you Start you with something that you're, you're familiar enough with. Mm-hmm. And you know enough, like, not you, it's not like you know Mary, I was trying to enough, but you have accepted the pop music in your life that you're subjected right. to. Right. And I right. know you're, you've never really been the fan of ABBA, so I'm like, let's not start with. <laughs> it's like how I, I mean, try to introduce my friends with um, Prague. It's like, I'll start them with like Pink Floyd or something that they might know, and maybe like Boil the Frog, like get them eventually. Yeah. So you're always like, oh, yeah, Mariana's Trench is a good gateway for his guy. Yeah, because as I said, it, it's like I could have started you off on like, I think you mentioned you listened to Ever After, which is very much a, like a concept album. Yes. Yeah. And I could have done you with Masterpiece Theater, which it's not a concept album in the sense of it's a overall story, but a lot of the songs, not... A lot of the song components repeat in other parts. So that, yeah. So it's like, because they have like, not intermission kind of music, but they have like four songs and then the the fifth song is going to have a little bit of all the, and then it's just like an interlude or something like that. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they have their, their Astoria, which is basically reminds me of the Goonies, but. Oh, why didn't you play me that? Because that's like your all time favorite. (laughs) Because, I, as I said, I wanted to start you off <laughs> with something not as, like, 80s. Like, when I said 80s, I mean it was, like, in-your-face kind of, like, 80s music. Right. So right. I'm like, let's not do that either. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I think, I think that's what we got for today. Yeah, we did. We did it. 
Yay! So, so, so we have figured that my choice of music was the best, right? That's what we all whoa, discovered. Whoa, that's not, that's not, I think. <laughs> I, to oh, be continued, Michael. To be continued on that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Well, thank you for coming on for this first episode. You're welcome. I know that you'll be back because <laughs> obviously we have lots to talk about in this. Yep. Yeah, the, the conversation continues. Um, it does. It does. Um, is there anything you want to plug while we're wrapping things up? No. Okay. <laughs> like, what am I going to plug? <laughs> what am I going to plug? I don't know. I don't know what kind of like secret side hustles you're doing. <laughs> no, I got nothing. All right. All right. All right. Well, Support I will. Support your essential workers. No. <laughs> there you go. It's true, though. <laughs> you're an essential worker. Just because I work in a nursing home. Yep. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to call it there. We need to figure okay. out a bend off. Huh? We need a send-off? Yeah, we need a send-off. Do you have anything, like, a, a final word? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to end it there. <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll think about it. We still got a couple episodes to go. Yeah. There you go.